Footballing philosophies, life, missions, visions, and goals for one's players, clubs, and organizations. Every week, we'll cover one of these topics on what we feel aids in the best development and success on and off the field for our players, our organization, and our community. Please join us every week on the United International FC Podcast as we cover football. Hello, hello, Mr. Mendoza. What's going on, Mr. Emmanuel? How we doing, boss? Good, good. How are you? I'm good, sir. I'm good. Nice to have you here on the podcast with us today. <clears throat> Glad to be here, man. It was a pleasure talking to you. That's awesome. That's awesome. But yeah, um, so we, we just we just wanted to get you on here because uh, you're one of our alumni. Obviously, we spoke a couple of... Uh, weeks ago and and you were and for those of you who don't know uh vincent is a united alumni like i mentioned and i spoke to him and he gave me pretty much the names of the teams uh, of the guys that we played with on the 91s back in the day so that's kind of how we know of each other um so vincent if you want to take a second just give the people a little bit about your background because i think i pretty much just know you from the 91s and that's about it man uh if you want to tell people about yourself a little bit (laughs) Yeah, uh, originally from Colombia, uh, got to the U.S. in '04, and then started playing for United in 2006. Nice. Um, went to school here, graduated from Atherton High School, and um, had a good run in in high school as well playing soccer we we actually won uh state that one year so so that was pretty awesome hey that's what's up took atherton to the state huh yeah yeah we had a great team and we had a great team andrew farrell was in there too um so it was nice. good it was good that was that was the team to beat back in the day i'm guessing uh, yeah, it was it was Trinity High School, which actually you know always on top. Yeah. At that time, they had you know Sonny Leppy, they had James McGuire, they had they had Dimitri, and they had a bunch of good players in there, and uh, it was tough. But but we had some players too that could play. Uh, we yeah. had Julio, Manuel, Johnny. That we play with Johnny, yeah, um, Jusofovich, so, right? Yeah, I think, yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> uh, man himself. Then uh, Andrew, Andrew Farrell was here. He he had just started playing uh, with us in United too. So it was a good team. So it, it was awesome. Nice, nice. So would you say that that was kind of your your start when once you got here, or was the club scene more of your start? And did you start at United right away, or or did you? Start no, I, I started I started in high school. Okay, uh, I started playing high school. Uh, Coach Bowl uh, from my high school, he actually coached 
uh, girls team at Javanon. Mm-hmm. And uh, took me to tryouts at Javanon. Um, so I went to tryout at Javanon. And, then, you know, they called me up to play. But uh, the same week, I actually, we played Trinity on that week. And um, that's when uh, Carlos and Braxo came up to me mm-hmm. and said, hey, uh, why don't you just come play with us? You know, we have this team and. It's gonna be the style that you like to play, so I say mm. sign me up. Catch you that's right in there. Much, yeah, that's pretty much how we started. And then, of course, you know, after that, I met Tabani and and then Mohammed, and it was a click, you know, because at the at the same year I I came into United, uh, we had Sonny and Lepi coming in, uh, mm-hmm. we had Clay coming in so they were building up a pretty good team they were, we actually got uh, got to stay final that year in state cup and we lost yeah. to Jaminon lost to them yeah we got a whooping from Jaminon <laughs> the, the first and last time that they did that to us though first and last time he said he learned his lesson huh <laughs> yeah Five zero, say, or five one, I believe it was five one. Yeah. So then after that, it was it was all United, it was all us. That's something. Hey, when you, now that you so involved with United, we're probably one of the top teams there that won the most tournaments and trophies and state and for United. Or how are we ranking that? I, I, See, see, I was going to ask you a little bit about that as well. Um, but I, I always heard, you know, Muhammad and Tabani talk a little bit about an 89 team or something like that. But I never knew too much about them. I mean, I, I obviously got in and I wasn't there too long. But I always heard something about an 89 team. Or Did you ever hear anything? Yeah, I heard, I heard a lot about the 89, especially from Carlos, who was uh... – who was their coach? Yeah, um, Carlos okay. was their coach, and and apparently they they were really good. Uh, if I'm not wrong, they made it to nationals. Uh, but as far as winning the trophies and stuff like that, I don't know how we ran mm-hmm. with them. Yeah, because I know that 91 team did some big things. I mean, I remember them going. I mean, I remember Disney. I remember going Riley, all these big tournaments. At least they were back at that time before all the different, you know, programs that have been set up since then and and doing very well and, and, and you know, being the top teams there. Um, but that kind of you, – you mentioned something that when you were talking about your kind of experience in, in coming to United even, you said something about the style. You know, they mentioned that the style that you would play is something that would be attractive to you. What would you say that style was when that was being described to you or being, you know, explained Well, being to from you? South America, you know, we, we, we like the style of soccer that it's, we like to keep the ball, make sure the ball is doing all the work, you know. Yeah, you have to run, but make sure your, your runs are making sense. 
not just kick the ball and run and, mm-hmm. and smart about it. You try to get it. So that's you know that's one thing, Braxo, and you know this uh, from playing with us too. That that was Braxo's main thing for us to keep the ball and then keep possession yeah. of it. That was that was the main you know that was the main reason so that was- for me to. Yeah, that was the, the, big the big thing, you know, coming in. Yeah, and actually trying out for Javan, and they had a different style of kind of, you know, kick the ball, run, be strong in the air, and try to win the balls in there. Now, now that still hey. works, right? I mean, I, it's pretty clear for them. Obviously, they had years and years of success, so it works. it's clear. It's pretty it's clear that the MLS. it still works. So it's just really more of a preference of who you are. MLS, you know, college. That's pretty much what they do. Yeah, it works for here, and you know, some people like it, some people don't. Some people stick to it, and and you you sometimes see it in the big scenarios. You know, like if you watch Atletico Madrid play. They have some somewhat of that style of pressuring, pressuring, and then sending the ball. And, and when you lose the ball, just back and defend and let the other team do the work and let them have the ball. And then you yeah. counterattack. So yeah. It, it just depends on your type of uh, team, you know, because you have different skills on different teams. and. Yeah, that's a that's absolutely that's absolutely right. Now that you've you've played and you've you know built that preference in terms of what you like when you've gone. I mean, I don't know what you do these days, but I've seen you at the fields and different occasions and things like that. Have you gotten into coaching? Are you looking into coaching and things like that? And and is that kind of style something that you look for when you're putting your kids into into playing the game? And if you're yeah, coaching yeah, them yeah, at yeah. home or and something that, like that, I coached in Ohio. I lived there for a couple of years, and I was coaching there. I recently moved back to to Louisville, nice. and I'm I'm coaching here as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, you try to implement that that same style of game that you like, because that's pretty much what you know. And people like that type of style. Um, and it just depends, like I say, it just depends on what kind of players you have. What's your mission then as you coach and, and, you know, and the club that you're working with and work have worked with in the past is like I told you before in in our little um, message before this is our, our our topic for today, so to speak, and is missions and visions for, for one's clubs. So what, what would you say is the mission that, you know, you Uh, all set forth to to accomplish whenever you start? uh, You know, it's, it's always the players. You know, try to develop the players. Uh, make sure you learn from each player what type of style they like to play, what position they like to play, uh, and try to just push them towards that that style so they can be better at it. Uh, my mission has always been, and that's something you know, Braxton and other coaches I have before. It's players are always bigger than the clubs. You know, so mm. when you're coaching or when you play, you always had to 
have to make sure that the players are developing and you're making sure that they they're liking what they're doing you know that's that's one of the main things if you don't like what you do then don't do, do it you... yeah that's a, that's a great point as well do you think that's something that's missing from the game that players are still bigger than clubs or do you think clubs have now become bigger than players in terms of and not because of the club itself but more the people that are aren't running those clubs in terms of letting their ego or whatever else politics whatever else get in the way of players development and, yeah yeah and yeah the players themselves. That's, that's always been you know one of the big things uh, owners and managers of the clubs they they seem to think that sometimes they're bigger than the clubs uh bigger than the players uh but mm. you know if you think about it if, if you don't have players, your club is not going to exist. <laughs> There's no club. Yeah, so it's that simple. That's, you know, that's sometimes it sucks because players lose opportunities, you know, of, of doing bigger things. Uh, and I've seen it happen. And, and it's not a it's not a pleasant view, you know. And, uh, yes, got to make sure you take care of your, your players first and then your ego. Is that moving in a good direction now more than it was in the past? I mean, you've, like I said, I mean, you know, for those that are just are just listening, I played with Vincent back on the 91s here at United and I only played with him for a year. So you have way more time here and experience here in terms of knowing whether that, that trend has changed or it's getting worse or better? I've seen it getting better. Uh, I've seen it getting better. Uh, uh, and hopefully it keeps getting better, you know. Hopefully things start shaping in the way that start working more towards the players and not the clubs. Uh like I said, I, I've seen it getting better, and I hope it stays that way. What what impact do you think a, a big club like Louisville City coming in is going to do with some with a situation like that? Because, I mean, in the past, there's never been a, a pro club in town, so there's no real need for clubs to work together or whatever. So now there's a big club in town or a big, uh, you know, pro team in town, so it's like, now, do we work together or not work together? How do you think that's going to affect it? I don't know. I just hope it works for the best of, you know, for the players. Uh, I hope it, it helps teams. You know, it's close. He's going to have to stand out, you know, somehow. And uh, if, if it means working together with Louisville City to make sure that players are getting, you know, to the place that they're supposed to be getting, whether it's college, where there is, you know, I know there's a kid that played for OESA that pretty young, 16, 15, 16, and is now with uh, Louisville City. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's it just, just one of those things that hopefully the clubs don't uh, – don't go battle like like you say their egos. 
are not being hurt right now for Louisville City coming in. Mm. How, how do you feel about it personally? Is your, not that it's your ego hurt or anything, but do you care one way or the other? I mean, being from, because I'm from Cameroon, you're from Colombia, we're from places where we're used to seeing, you know, clubs or, you know, even watching teams yeah, in Europe, yeah. for that matter, seeing clubs. So that's not really a big deal, but how, how do you kind of feel about it? Personally? I like it. Um, you know, I, I definitely like it because, like I say, it gives you, kind of motivates you to do better. Uh, and push your players mm-hmm. a little bit more to do better as well. And then hopefully, you know, you grow them, your players to to play in Louisville City, you know, to go to Cincinnati, you know, it's two hours and play in the MLS. Uh, I think, I think mm-hmm. that's something that Louisville City is, is doing. And like you said, you know, I'm I'm from Colombia. There's two pro teams in my city in Medellin. Uh, they have their own youth clubs. But then outside of that, you have so many other clubs trying to compete to beat that club, you know. Yes. Whether it's Nacional, whether it's Medellin, you have those kids and you have those other clubs. All right, we got we gotta beat this team and make you be seen. Because what, you know, these pro teams are going to call you and say, hey, who's this kid? We want this kid. You know, you're doing something right when you get those calls. And hopefully that's mm-hmm. what's going to happen with Louisville City. Hopefully the clubs are understanding that that Louisville City is not the enemy. Mm. Louisville City is not the enemy. I like, I like that quote, man. Do you... So you you mentioned they get calls, you know, and this I'm kind of doing this just to kind of play devil's advocate a little bit in terms of, you know, for the people who are listening that don't quite know the whole process. Um, but obviously they get calls, you know, in Colombia from a small club to a big club. Do those small clubs get reimbursed? Do they get, you know, publicity? Do What, what does that what's the benefit uh, other than uh, obviously it's a, it's a pride. It's, you know, you're very happy for that kid. But. Is there a direct monetary benefit to that uh, I would say club? so. I mean, <clears throat> I know for a fact that I had a cousin actually is playing in Portugal right now. Um, he nice. was playing in a small town, Cartagena, this, where it's not – soccer is not the biggest. You know, there's more baseball there. And he got the call from one of the yeah. big clubs, you know, the club kind of had his uh, all his paperwork and everything that they have done with him and and you know they were looking to get re- some sort of monetary reimbursement um, and they did and and you know besides that you you start working together so, so- to develop teams and and moving forward so is that something you think Louisville City has to implement then to encourage the clubs to be more forthcoming uh, with players, even though they're not going to be holding players back or whatever? But would, would that would that be something that they should look into? I mean, it's going to be tough, man. That is pretty you know, expensive that, to even think this, about, this, this, let alone execute. It's so different here, though, because over here you have mm, you have your high school true. soccer. You also have your college. Um 
soccer. So there, there's so many moving pieces. And, and Louisville City is just a small part, you know. Louisville City might be, you know, big here in Louisville, but how big is Louisville City outside of here? To get that mm-hmm. kind of money to to start buying players and and paying clubs for their players, yeah, that's where. And I don't think that's gonna happen. Like I said, you know, it's it's way different here than it is in in our countries. And that's true. That's true. I don't. I don't think the investment is quite there. I mean, you even. You even see that with some of the recent things that have been happening, unfortunately, with the game. But you know that that kind of that kind of segues into into what you know. My next 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 question to you would be: Is as you look at now the landscape of everything, you know what's what's your club's vision in terms of what you all want to do for everybody? I know you want to you know everything that's based off of the kids, but more specifically, if you if you were to you know, give a promotion to your club, what would you say is the vision that they've laid forward and that you're laying forward? It's towards still the team? same. Uh, the club I'm coaching with right now is, is mm-hmm. still the same mission as, as they had when I came in to coach. You know, it's a kid's first uh, club that, you know, and I don't think yes. that's going to change. I don't think that's going to change uh, regardless of anything. I think that's the way to of them doing business and uh that's that's why I like it and uh now you you mentioned that you know that that's the way that they've been doing business is this is this something that you feel is a strong part of of the clubs that are around here that you know they need to stay consistent in the way that they've been doing business because if you try to go out of your uh, out of your lane too much so to speak and you try to be uh, too crazy. Now is when you you you'll really lose your identity. Yeah. Would you would you say oh, that's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, the case definitely. at this point? Nice, nice. Yeah, I think I think it's the same way for us, really, as a club. Because even though I've come into this position just recently, it's just keeping the identity consistent, you know, um, and making sure that we're not going way off it's a little bit harder for you though because you just like you say you know you recently came in uh you already have an identity of when you played and when you watch other united teams played uh but united has changed a lot you know in in all these years so it's kind of for you Mm -hmm. you kind of trying to bring back that identity that you once saw that was you know running pretty much all the players around here at that time, you know, even though Javanon was big, I, I think United, at, when we played, was was getting way bigger than Javanon was. What are some of those experiences that you're using now from when we played back in the day that, that you get to, that, you, that you're seeing that happens on a pretty regular basis oh, for you? Man. There's too many, man. Uh, but <laughs> I'm so Brato yelling at you comes pretty often. Yeah, like it does. It does. I, I I try I try not to not to get uh, that crazy, you know. I I try to do that during the practice, uh, to where kids understand yes. that practice is where the games are won. 
you know, if you have good practices and you concentrate on the practices, the games are going to be easy. Um, and, and our job as coaches yes. is going to be, it's not going to be as hard. So the, I, I, tr- I tend to focus more on practice. Um, and that, that I do get from Braxel. Uh, that was his main, main mentality. Even though he didn't carry that at the field, mm. he was still yell like crazy. <laughs> but during practice, you know, that was the main thing. And for him was for everybody to, to work hard and, and make sure to understand what the coach was asking. Uh, and then, you know, we, we will transfer that on the weekend. And that's where we were able to win games, win trophies, you know, be able to be invited to different tournaments, um, you know, year by year. So that's that's one of the main things that I try to keep in mind is, you know, practice is the main is the main part of the game. Mm. What's something that you would say to players that in terms of when they're coming to practices that you – I mean, I remember coming to our United practices with the 91s and before I even got there because I came from Frankfurt. And, I mean, before I got there, you guys were already there doing rondos. You were there – you know, climbing around, just, just touching the ball, you know. So as players, when they come in, you know, you mentioned some stuff for the coaches. What can some players be, you know, mentally, physically doing at those practices that would be really, really beneficial before they can they get touching started? Touching the ball, man. You get, you got to get used to touching the ball, you know. You get there, practices at 6, you get there 5.45, you know, you got 15 minutes to start warming up, touching the ball, moving around, you know, juggling, dribbling. And like we used to do, you know, we even, if Braxo wasn't there, if Braxo was, you know, taking a walk around uh, Seneca Park, you know, we, he didn't have to tell mm-hmm. us warm up or anything. We'll just get in groups of, you know, four or five and do rondo and take, you know, a couple of laps around the field and, and do those sort of things, but it, it all comes down to what kind of player you have, um, and if if it's something that they mm. really want to do, you know, a lot of players sometimes they get pushed, you know, to be there for an activity, and then then those players, you're not gonna have the same uh, from them as you would, you know, other players that are doing are there because they want to be there. You, they love the game, and yes. that's what they want to grow up and do. That's what makes the difference. So, so really, the type of players that you guys had on that team was was the big difference. It wasn't, you know, Prato making you do those drills. And would you say that's some that's a true tell of whether your team is going to be, you know, strong and successful, and even just have a good time together, as opposed yeah, to yeah, you know, struggle. That that should set. The difference if all you all the players get along and you know they want to be a practice with each other that that's gonna your team mm. is gonna rise together and we we had we had our you know we had our crazy practices uh, even fist fights even fist scary fights, practices you know, fist fights dangerous practices <laughs> and then practice will be over you shake hands and uh, 
go home and next next day you'll you'll see your friends again you know and then do it again i'm i'm glad you bring up that point because i feel like that's a big thing that's an old generation thing right? like we we're old heads to some degree because do you think that the the newer generation is still like that can they still I'm not encouraging fist fighting at practices, uh, coaches and <laughs> players, but uh, you think they can uh, fist fight at practice, go home or shake hands afterwards, go home and then come back and be cool the next day? Does this generation, are they able uh, to do that? Like, you know, your team I don't see was it. able to. I haven't there. seen it. Uh, and yeah. it's been for a while. Yeah. You know, even when we stopped playing and uh, I will come around uh, and watch Braxa coach, you know, other teams and Savani. Uh, of course, I cannot use their expressions um, on this podcast, but <laughs> please don't. But yeah, they they, <laughs> they weren't the same. I say that they weren't the same. You know, really good teams because Brazil had really good teams. Tavani really good teams, but they lacked the the kind of you know going and go hard. Mm. That fight, yeah, yeah, that fight. They were missing something. You know, they were too too clean. Too clean for the game. <laughs> he said too clean. <laughs> they didn't play they didn't play like you guys play. But but I, I wish we had video from back then, man. I still I mean till this day I still uh think Eve Sonny hated me to some degree because it's like that man never smiled at me at practice one yeah. day, man. It was serious face. Yeah. 24 7. So, That's how I mean, in practice, you know, <laughs> was, was just work, you know. And, and, and it wasn't, and nobody yes. took it yes. personal as, you know, oh, this guy hate me or that guy hate me or, you know, because mm-hmm. he wasn't like that. <laughs> you know, me and Johnny used to go to Atherton and then uh, we'll go to practice and you'd be heated, you know. It would be some heated practices. And then mm. we would still have to ride the bus uh, to school the next day together. Like nothing ever happened, you know? We left it on the field. Yep. Uh, we said our peace and let's move on. And we got a game this weekend. Now, you made a point that I think is, is key, but like I'm curious about it and I want to ask you about it. You said the kids these days, the generation now doesn't quite have that fire. We agree on that. But you said they're missing it. And I, I would disagree because I think maybe they're not missing it. Maybe it's there, but you just got to bring it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you but, think? Because I think maybe back then, Brazzo could have yelled at us and brought it out. But you can't yell at kids that, now. But that's the thing, out, you, you know. How do you do it? <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the hard part mm. to, to figure out <laughs> nowadays. Another thing is, yeah. you know, parents get are too involved in, in everything now. You know, I remember when we were playing, you know, parents weren't even allowed to be next to our, our field where we were practicing unless they were picking uh, mm. picking us up. And, you know, now yes. it's more of, you know, parents, and, and I get it to a certain extent, you know, that they have a, a voice and, uh, on what the coaches are doing. Uh, but sometimes, you know, the coaches need to, you know, mm-hmm. step their game and get those kids to to come out mm-hmm. and, and get the fire out of them and and, yes. and go hard. 
but it's different, you know. It's so different. That, that's the, yeah. With that difference, what's gonna be? I mean, that's that's like you said, like you said. I, I guess that's the million dollar question. What's gonna be the right buttons to push on a consistent basis? Is there anything that you've seen so far that maybe works from your perspective individually, or or as a club for that matter, that you all are like, you know, positive reinforcement? Because yeah, 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 that's yeah. one of the things that you know I, I think yeah. helps to some degree is positive reinforcement, but also being very honest and telling the truth and you know being you know forthright with your information when you have it and not yeah. being two-faced things like that you know those those good principles do you think those things kind of work they should the kid? but it goes back to uh it goes back to but it goes <laughs> you know should. it goes back to <laughs> the kid you know it can be the mom it can be the yes. dad it could be the coach but if the kid don't want it it's not gonna happen no matter what you do uh that's why you, you know, you have to look into those players uh, and that you will be able to, you know, push their buttons with one word and say, well, I'm going to put you in the bench. Well, now, you know, they're going to work mm. three times harder so they can be starting on that game. Uh, so it's, it's little things, but it all, it all comes, comes back to the player. Let's say you have that player that now has, you know, that desire to do it, you know, and I know that we had several guys that went on to play at the next level from that team, from that 91 team. Obviously, Andrew plays in the MLS, Sonny played, you know, USL played abroad. What what would you say, okay, kid, you got it, you want to play at the next level, now what should they be doing? Is it research for the colleges? Is it talking to the college coaches, sending emails? What's one last thing? Um, as as you kind of sign off to say, you know, you should be really aiming to do this if you want to put yourself, you know, on on the map. So it's right to discipline. You know, you got you got to be disciplined discipline. if you want to do it. You got to be disciplined, um, and that's something you know everybody tells me and and used to tell me. Hey, you could have made it. You know, you could have played here. You could have played there, but. You weren't disciplined enough, uh, and that—that's mm. one of the main things. You know, you gotta be disciplined if that's what you want. You gotta be disciplined with yourself, with your practices, um, with your coaches. You gotta be disciplined. That's the main key. Uh, with the if you have the discipline, uh, then everything else is gonna fall, fall. You know. Where they where you mm. should be. Couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more, Vincent. But man, I thank you so much, man. I I know you, you're a busy man and you're doing a lot. So, um, I know the spare little bit of time for us is is a big deal. So I really appreciate it. Um, you even just taking the the time to to speak to me a little bit. Um, is there anything that you wanted to just leave off with uh, for everybody? Just a word of advice or a word of sign off to, to to keep the kids ringing in their ear during this Corona time because I know it's a lot of. Uh, no, thank you, man. Thank you right for now. putting this together, and uh, I know we'll be doing more of this, as you say. You know, the alumni teams and stuff like that. You're trying sure. to do, 
uh, which would be awesome because it's going to bring back memories to everybody, you know, from players to parents. Um, yes, it's going to be it's going to be good. Uh, keep the boy, keep the good work. Um, the kids, man, like I said before, stay touching the ball. Got to stay touching the mm. ball. Amen. Uh, you know, whether it's just no dribbling for, you know, 10, 15 minutes in the backyard, man, even in your living room. I, when I was a kid, there was, there was no place where we <laughs> didn't play. Uh, so, yes, you sir. know, 10, 15 minutes a day, you know, that, that, will, that makes a difference when you add it up. Sir, Ten, you heard it, kids. 10, 15 minutes a day, it adds up. Well, I appreciate you, Vincent. Can't wait to see you out there yes, when we sir. all get back to business, man. I appreciate it. Thank you all for joining us on the United 96 podcast, and we'll see you all next week. All Vincent, right, man. Until Bye-bye. next time, my friend.